everybody, it's Bubbles here and I'm located at Arundel Mills Mall and this is my beautiful kiosk. So I'm gonna show you guys something really special. So this cashmere body oil is one of my best selling oils of all of my products. It's made of a jojoba oil, coconut oil, vitamin E. So the most natural ingredients. Look at that. It absorbs into the skin so good and it smells amazing. Follow me on Instagram at Bubbles Galore Me, TikTok Bubbles Galore Me as well, and on my website at BubblesGalorem3.com. See you guys soon. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Welcome back to another episode of the Vibes Podcast. Clearly, it's a, it's a powerhouse today. Uh, this is your boy, Two Double King, your favorite Leo. Uh, and I got my favorite Cole's over there. She don't give people her real name no more. So. Oh, my God. Y'all already know what it is. It's your girl, Brex. The high-headed eyes. And we got three little powerhouses in here. We can't even call them little no more. They been moving and shaking in the city. <laughs> uh, go ahead and let people know who you are. Hey, I am Shalise with the Treehouse Project Executive Director. <laughs> hey, I'm Diamond. I am a mentor with Treehouse Project. And I am Midge. I am a mentor as well as videographer for uh, Treehouse Project. Okay, right, well, okay. Listen, listen, I went on one of y'all calls. And first of all, I'm going to say one thing. For it to be a Baltimore-based project that's happening in the city, that was a very, very organized very sanctioned interview and meeting that y'all had. So I'm going to just start off with the top. Executive, what made you want to do this? Um, I kind of grew up in, I always call it like growing up nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up in this nonprofit world from being somebody that was receiving services to having all of these ideas about how I would do things when I got older and just looking at like whether there was like a gap in services and things like that. So just as I grew, Personally and professionally, it just became my avenue. So I stood stuck right there. So you don't mean about just let it sit there. You said you you had the service. What services did you have? Um. So I mean, growing up, uh, I am both of my parents were recovering addicts. So my parents were, you know, individuals in the community that needed resources from the community center. Um. So I ended up being a child that was always in a meeting always in the community meeting. So I always had that behind the scene kind of look or just like sitting around seeing what's going on before I could even grasp the understanding that I'm in an NA meeting. I know these people sitting in a circle. I know they talking about their life experiences. I know that for, for some reason I could feel that it's like healing or something going on in these spaces. Right. But before I could understand it, I was already a part of it. Okay. Right. So you, you grew up knowing the type of situations that you was already involved in. Mm-hmm. I told you I was going to get your phone. <laughs> yeah, how did you get involved with the project? Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, technically, my little cousin was already involved in the project. Um, and I kind of went through a mental breakdown last year, and I just wanted to give back. Uh, so, I suffer from mental challenges myself. And I just want to get more involved with that, with the youth, just helping them to to get involved with their mental and just helping them to grow from that because mental health is definitely really really a challenge in the black community and no one is really there to help the youth. Uh, definitely when I was in high school, I definitely had a hard time with that. No one helped me with that. So I want to help the youth in, 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 in general, the youth and the adults. So I'm definitely working on, I already have a mental health first aid um, certificate to help the youth, and I'm working on my adult mental health first aid. So, hey. uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm here to help. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And, uh, okay, okay. I'm going to call you visuals. <laughs> How did you get involved with the project? All right. Um, I've been watching Treehouse Project for quite some time on Instagram. So I started working at Frederick Douglass High School as my mentor's assistant from the program I learned about production from. And from there, I just started getting to know the kids, and she started realizing, like, okay, yeah, less of the assistant, more of the mentor. And she was like, okay, I can see our time is going to fly because I fell in love with teaching. But one of my mentors, while I'm looking to have my own youth program, I'm watching Treehouse Project Instagram and watching them progress. Oh, so you was just watching I was, okay. I was watching, and then one of the kids once said, hey, you the, you the student whisperer. And I turned into the youth whisperer. And then 
finally get like the two years she later. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> two, two years later. Two years later, I finally met Shalice, and we we here. We here now. What were you guys doing before the project? Yeah, go ahead and get started because anything know. and everything that I wasn't supposed to be doing, to be honest. So that's why I wanted to um, just make sure that I get the youth to know that you know. I, I, that's why I had my transparency because, like I said, that I wasn't I wasn't living my life right. So I transparency. I definitely was in the drug life. Um, so that's why I had to get my life right. Um, I definitely. I was crazy. Like I said, I was wild. I was uh, partying every night, doing just everything, drinking, partying, doing everything. So when I finally hit rock bottom, I was just like, "Damn, that's crazy." So I just once I hit rock bottom, and nobody there was to help me but my family. That's when I just was like, I had to get it together. So. Got your life back. And I when I got my life together, and I saw that my and my little cousin was looking at me like, "What's going on?" And that's when I had my saving grace. I was like, "I can't let my little cousin see me like this." So I just had to get it together because I'm a role model to more than just her. I have other little people looking at me too. So I just wanted to make sure that she know that it's more too because she suffers from anxiety and depression the same way I do. So I just wanted to let her know that. It's more to what we have going on. You know, our mental challenges is not is not going to keep us from getting to our our destiny. You know, she wants to be the same thing. A video, a video, uh, sorry. Yeah, yes, uh, yeah. She wants to be. Uh, you know, so I want her to see that her her depression, her anxiety can't keep her from that. Oh. You know, yeah. How about you? Come on now. Um. So before. Treehouse Project. Well, I guess I I could go back to like maybe my teenage years. Um, I was a troubled teen a bit. I had a attitude problem. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of my and my kids was just like, "Mom, you you still got a bad attitude?" Like, no, I'm mom, so I'm just oh, doing. I'm just putting my foot down. But um, no, before Treehouse Project though, I did go through um some things throughout my teenage years. I was a fighter. Which is so crazy because was I was fighting. <laughs> I was fighting and I'm not even, like, to this day, it, it's like you could do so much and you still can't get me to, like, react. I think I let it all out. Okay. But um, I was, yeah, that, I would say that's what was going on with me. I was always in some type of... You was in the thick end of the thick of it. Into the thick of it. But um, a lot of, some of those experiences kind of, like, is why I do what I do. Like, when I'm talking to these young girls and I see some of the stuff that they're fighting about, it makes me think back of how ridiculous. Because you come from an older mindset. But then it's like, on top of it, it's like, it's ridiculous when I look at it, like the situation is small, but then I think back of myself, like, I wasn't even fighting the situation. I was really fighting my circumstances. I was really dealing with anger and I didn't know how to cope with it. I was dealing with depression. I was dealing with low self-esteem. So it wasn't the person I was fighting. It was just everything that was going on inside of me. So before this, I feel like my, well, before I got into Treehouse Project, before I started working on my own self-healing, a lot of it was just turmoil and not really knowing what direction to go in myself and just ending up someplace where I really didn't need to be just because I wasn't dealing with myself. So that's where I was. Uh-huh. What about you? She's trying to be quiet. She's trying to be quiet. Nah, uh, let's see. Teenage years. I was always, I always had like a chill personality, but I never realized how my personality is really outgoing and can stand out much as it does now until I got into my 20s. And I tell kids all the time, like, don't hide yourself. You really get to mm-hmm. learn yourself early, especially since they moving so fast. Like, that's yeah. not how I try to So don't I be trying to let them know. Like, I've seen a lot of life um, down to my brother being incarcerated. This is my second year to my father clean for the first time. Wow. Yeah, shout out, shout out. Um, yeah, shout out to him. I don't even put that out, so that's something new. Um, it's just like, when you see life so much, it's just like you realize I keep coasting and going, but like, these kids now, they moving fast. They moving forward. I teach middle school. You think I was in like, 12, I'm teaching 12th grade kids right now. Like the cycle is different. And then like 
the older generation don't really understand now. So I realized that I had the voice and the energy to be like, hey, you, come here. Like, you, you got a voice? You like to rap? Oh, what you like to do? I got a camera. I can teach you something new. I can teach you a skill. Like, I, my purpose of my, my program is let the kids' voice be heard because they hold so much in and they compress in so much. And we do that as adults. It'll take us a minute yeah. to realize that we should not be compressing in so much emotion. It's just like, hey, this is your way to let it out. Yeah. I got a way to help you, and this is how, this how we came. But before that, mouth all my <laughs> run my mouth real quick. But, yeah, um, I realized that the type of energy that I have is just a person that they can fit in a lot of different situations mm-hmm. and around a lot of different people. I'd have learned that, like, oh, that's who you are, okay. All right, so, you got, you got that's what I try to teach the kids. So, yeah. from what I see, from what I see, it sounds like y'all all have very diverse backgrounds, but y'all all ended up at the Treehouse Project. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about this Treehouse Project. Who started it? Was it already a thing? Did you join on to it? Tell me what the Treehouse Project is. Um, well, Treehouse Project. Back to the story of like me being engaged in services as a young girl. I used to go to this summer camp um, called Drew Heights Summer Camp. Um, through the years, like I grew up there as a camper, became a camp counselor, and then through my professional career, I ended up being the uh, manager of the summer camp. Um, so being there, I would have the girls in the afternoons, and I started a step team just to keep them busy, to kind of teach them about discipline, teach them about sisterhood and things like that. But it just kind of branched off from just being a step team to the girls saying, can we stay after camp? Because we don't really want to go. And so we would stay with them. But throughout meeting with these girls after camp in the evenings, we... Meeting with them in a lot of conversations, we start me and my sister, my god sister Deandre, my sister Dejanay. Um, we would have conversations with them and realize that they had so many needs that we were trying to meet that we couldn't necessarily meet on our own. So it was like, we're going home. You know, one girl don't really have clothes. So we scavenging through things to figure out how we going to get her some clothes that she could fit. The next one talking about she ain't eat. So we got to get her some food. The next one, I had my first um, child abuse case that I had to report at the age of 18. So it was like all of these things that we started noticing with working with these girls that it just got to a point where like, we have to formalize this. Like we have to, create real programs. We have to become a nonprofit so that we can get support. To I mean, we were 16, 17, 18 years old, really working during the day to put this money back. And so we were doing, we were doing a lot. So like that switch of like what I was mentioning, what I was going through during my teenage years, I started to fall into my purpose. So some things really did become not that important because I started to have a lot more responsibilities to the girls that were in the neighborhood and not even just in the neighborhood because we started to branch off different places, different, you know, just popping up at basketball courts, after school programs, all of that kind of stuff. But that's where Treehouse Project really started. It just started from a little step team in the afternoon meeting with some girls. Wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, wait a minute. Because I'm curious, right? <laughs> uh-huh. I never directly asked. What? Did you start the Treehouse Project? Yeah, I did start the Treehouse Project. What you talking about? Yeah. I'm thinking you joined the organization. No, no, I started Treehouse Project. Yeah. Oh, come on now. Oh. Come on now. Let's talk. give you your flowers. <laughs> yeah. She just, yeah. she just yeah. relaxed yeah. about it. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you know. I mean, I'm the executive of Treehouse Project. No. Yes, you're the founder. You're the COO, the COO, the CEO. You the head in charge. Give yourself your flowers. Oh, you don't like that. The spotlight. Oh, no. Exactly. No way about that. Do y'all do mostly from what I'm hearing with the summer camp and the step team? Is this mostly the Treehouse Project directed towards you? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Everybody, it's Bubbles here, and I'm located at Arundel Mills Mall, and this is my beautiful kiosk. So I'm going to show you guys something really special. So this cashmere body oil is one of my best-selling oils of all of my products. It's made up of jojoba oil, coconut oil, vitamin E, so the most natural ingredients. Look at that. It absorbs into the skin so good, and it smells amazing. 
follow me on Instagram at Bubbles Galore Me, TikTok Bubbles Galore Me as well, and on my website at BubblesGalorem3.com. See you guys soon. So it's not that we're directed towards females, but when you get into this nonprofit world, it's like program development. So you're a little more likely to maybe get funded for one program rather than the other. Um, so some of our programs, like our peer mentoring program, that's one of, one of our fully funded programs. So that program does service young women, but we do have five programs. So we do service young people in general from fifth grade and up. Okay. So you have five programs. You talked about one. What's the other four? She's just got the peer mentoring program. We still have our step team. We have the Young Jewels program. And with the Young Jewels program, we go to um, we go down to the jail or the, I don't want to call it the jail, but the uh, youth detention center. Okay. And we, That's um, a better word. But we go to the youth detention center and we service um, young people by doing workshops and helping them with their reentry plan. Um, or whatever their plan might be, depending on which direction their case goes. Um, we also provide PRP services as well as programs at schools and after school programs. Okay, so those are just okay. like pop-up workshops, doing things around self-esteem. But our overall goal, no matter what the program is, is to connect with young people and kind of figure them out on a one-to-one basis. So it's like individualized, person-centered services to figure out what they need and then connect them to the resource, whether we provide the service or not. So that's why networking and, you know, just being connected to a lot of other organizations. Everybody who know me, they know I'm big on partnership because I might not be the organization, the the group or um, the program that can service that young person. So I need to be able to know what's going on around the city, what services are available. Mm-hmm. Can I call Midge so that she can you know, put somebody in her program or can I call over to Days United and put somebody in their program because I got a young man that's becoming a father. So it's like just knowing all of those things, regardless of our services, we're all about connecting young people to what they really need. Okay, okay. In the all right, all that's right. That's what, before we, because she, she, she business, she business right here. But this one right here, I got something for you. Oh my God. You always like to pick on somebody. For she stood out to me. Uh, you were uh, talking about battling over mental health. And I guess everybody can, especially Brax, you got your own situation. So Y'all already right know. Shout out to mental health. Um, why do you think it is that, why do you think it is that people nowadays struggle with mental health and just can't get the help that they're looking for, the help that's designated to them specifically? Because not everything uh, works for everybody. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, uh, so I'm really doing the research for even down to my own family, they struggle so much. Like, that's why I'm really doing it because it, mental health in my family is really mm-hmm. my uncle kills himself. So, and <clears throat> I really think it's because of the resources. Um, it's, it's no, it's, it's very few resources in the black community, honestly. Um, and then it's the stigma around it. Like, you're crazy. That's oh, exactly what it was. You mm-hmm. Why? Why why do you feel as though that? Or, you know, oh wow, you know, I have to pay for that? Like that's extra money I gotta take out of my pocket. Oh, I have to miss work to do that? Like it's mm-hmm. it's just so much around it. Like, um, so I'm gonna be definitely more even more transparent as well. Uh like I like I said, I definitely had a mental breakdown last year. Um I had to literally I took the time to make myself better. Um I took leave because like, that mental breakdown took a lot out of me. So, my job let me have a leave so that I... So, I've been on leave for about six months. I actually go back April the 17th. So, I say, do what you need to do to make sure you're better. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about you. It's you that... What you need to do to make you better. So, I know it's, it's definitely the stigma around it. It's the money... It's the resources, you know, because a lot of people has to figure out how they're going to get to therapy. What's the money? What's the what's it's, it's so much around it. So that's why I want to be the mental advocate that I'm trying to be, because like you, you, you just it's so hard. It's so hard, you know, to try, just try to get to that part of saying I'm not OK. 
I need the help. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just fading that is just so hard for some people, and it's that's why I want to be a mental health advocate so that people can just say that and just find the resource, even if it's just not an individual therapist, just maybe a group of people that they can sit around and just talk and just get their, you know, what they need to say out, you know. So it's it's. It's really the stigma around it, because you know, uh, how can I say the 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 the, the Caucasian people will definitely they have all the resources, you know. They can go out and say, you know, I'm I'm this, I'm that, and they can go get there with it. But for us, it's like, oh, we have to be strong. We have to go get it because the minute we break, then we're weak. That's facts. Well, like you oh, said, the stigma the is different. The yeah. stigma is very much different between the different communities. Like you said, in the black community, you have a mental health issue, you're crazy. Something wrong with you. Oh, you know, we don't fool uh, with them. You know, Cousin Joe, you know something been wrong with Cousin Joe since he was a little, right. you know. Yeah. But yeah. you know something been wrong with Cousin Joe since he was little, but nobody thought that they should go get Cousin Joe mm-hmm. some help. Exactly. Most like, whereas in the other communities, oh, Uncle Joe... Something wrong with him. Uncle Jonah been to this place, that mm-hmm. place. We've seen this person, that person. Exactly. We didn't try this pill, that pill. Like, Everything. it's different. It's mm-hmm. really different. Like you said, the black community is known to be the strong community. So something like mental health, that's a weakness. That We see that as a weakness, and really it's not a it's weakness. It's not a weakness. We need, we need to pull together so that we can fix this. We need... And it's affecting so many more of us than we... Yeah, and that's a lot of things. People don't realize how many people are affected by it. You could be sitting next to someone that's affected by it, and you would never know because no one talks about it. No one says anything. Everybody in this room could have anxiety, and none of us would know because none of us are going to say, hey, I have anxiety. Exactly. And that's a problem because in other communities, they sit in the room like, you know what? My anxiety had me up all night, girl. How about yours? Right, and they're like, anxiety? What, girl? I was just worried about work. What you think you're worried about? What you know? That's why I said most of these young people literally just need mentors, just need someone to legit talk to. They don't need to be in these systems in the jail. They could literally just need a therapist to talk to. You know, if if they just could have had that help, then they won't have to be these troubled adults out here doing the things that they're doing now. So that's that's, right. You know, yeah, that's how I feel. Oh, you know, I'm not. Right there. So you you briefly touched on your dad's situation. Um, do you think with that situation it made you being, you know, growing up with that, did that make you more susceptible to falling into that lifestyle or make you more susceptible to saying like, nah, I don't wanna do that? It was more susceptible like, nah, it was like I wanna make sure my father got some help, make sure he good. Because they tried to hide it from me at first, but I was too observant as a child. I pay attention, like, oh, why you so, why you, why you so extra right now? They <laughs> say <laughs> stuff like that. But I started peeping, like, when, when he was around me, it wouldn't show because we, I'm a daddy's girl to the fullest. So I didn't care. I just knew that's my father. He did when I need him. We going to the next Bad World concert. All right. <laughs> right. So, like, he always made sure he did what he was supposed to do as a dad, to always make sure he was dead. And he said, as I got older, he was like, you know, I was always there for you, right? So it just made me just want to get better to help him. And now he be like, yo, I'm trying to have a back-to-school event, and we just be working and getting things together. Because I'm like, in order for me to keep growing to make sure you good, you got to do right for yourself first. And I'm going to always have your back. And that's why I always let him know, like, I got you. So okay. that's, that's how I was with it. Daddy's girl, I'm going to make sure you good. I ain't even about to fall backwards And boss lady. Because you know you hate being called boss lady. <laughs> boss lady. Have you ever had to, you know, with being in all these organizations, what is the leading factors for you to kick people out? Kick people out? For the girls that just, is it a situation to where some people are not helpful in your organization when you got to defer them somewhere else? Or once they're there, they're there. Well, no, it's not a once there. Once you're there, yes, you become a part of, you know, the family, but sometimes you you cannot help people. Like, you just can't. So, yeah, referring people to other places. I don't know what else to say about that, but... The most extreme case. Um, it's hard to say because I feel like I keep relationships with all of the young people regardless of how it goes. So, even if I have to refer them somewhere else or I have to let them know that this might not be the best place for them... 
they might not engage in group settings, but all of the young people that come my way, I still keep a relationship with them, whether it's through text messages, calling, checking on them once a month. Um, so I don't really feel like I have a severe case. I just think some of the young people just go through things. Like, they might get locked up. They might get suspended from school and have to move, and I don't get to see them. Or, you know, I do have maybe the one kid that just, I don't know, because, like, even the ones that's rowdy, like, for me, I like to try to adapt the environment in a way. Like, I have two uh, students who, actually three, who can't sit down. They don't want to sit down. They rowdy. They need to move around and dance. So it's like, instead of me feeling like maybe this environment is not for you because you can't seem to adapt, I feel like in ways we have to adapt the environment for them because that's what is there for. So I'm more of a try to do it that way than to have to push them away. So like one of my students, the one that's always dancing, I'm even though it's disruptive at times, I make room for it. So it's like, all right, everybody, let's do this dance. And it's, it becomes a thing. Like, we make it a part of the thing so that they... Because then if I push them away, because it's like, are you disruptive? You're not quiet. You're not doing what I need you to do in this setting. That pushes him to where? Like, it just closed the door in his face and it's like, all right, now you got to go find what? Because we already said it's not that many resources. So the ones that do exist, we have to... And that's the whole thing about, like, connecting kids to resources, too. Because it's like... Why is this person, and you know, maybe acting this way? Right. So I don't know. Like to answer that question, I just think for me, that's going to be like my last resort to have to push a kid away. I'm about like Diamond is the cousin of one of my young people that I've been mentoring for the last three years. I'm like we're all about family. Like it's not going to be a too much of this case is too hard. Like I'm going to know who the mental health providers are, who the you know the father that. On a, in another state, all of that. Like, I know, I'm going to know all the dynamics about right. these kids so that we can really service them. So turning them away, that's not going to be that's our cup rarity. of tea. Yeah, it's not going, it's, okay. it's not our cup of tea. It, it, it's, yeah. Yeah, y'all don't do that. I was going to start this for being on that Zoom call with you. Mm-hmm. My immediate response afterwards were, especially you saying that the resources are slim. If someone wants to start a nonprofit, especially mm-hmm. in this town, how easy, like, what is the, the trials and tribulations of even starting one? The financial backing to even start one. How would you tell somebody um, that wants to go about that? So being as though a nonprofit is not an entity that's owned by one particular person, nonprofits have to be started by a board of directors. So you need about three to five, seven people who are going to start a nonprofit. And just like in my story, with me and my sisters, we had already started doing the thing without it being, quote, unquote, a nonprofit. So I always ask people, like, when you say you want to get into this, don't just make a, like, I hate when people come to me and be like, what's up, Shalise? I'm trying to get them grants. Get me a grant. <laughs> <laughs> so many people say that to me all the time. Like, I need a grant. Get me one of them grants. It's not about getting you a grant. It's not about putting no money in your pocket. It's not about none of that. Is there an issue in the in this city or in this world that you want to solve, if you want to solve an issue, everything else becomes easy because you're going to do what you need to do behind it. So it's going to cost you a couple dollars to get started as a nonprofit, but not everybody becomes a nonprofit just to do the work. You could do the work without becoming a nonprofit. Um, I have plenty of business associates who I run programs through their business. They don't have to become a nonprofit. They just hook up with other people who have certain skills. That's what that whole partnership networking. is. Networking. That's what that thing is all about. But it does cost a couple of dollars, but it's also keeping in mind for those that like want to start a nonprofit. Real, like when you file your paperwork, you have to have a mission statement. Think about what your mission is. Like what are you out here to really change and influence what difference do you want to make if you can't really answer those questions you probably need to do a little bit more work i always tell people get involved with other nonprofits before you jump out there saying that it's something that you want to do and i also always ask do you have a program or do you have a business a nonprofit is is different things because running a nonprofit is a business so i have to yeah, I like with me, it's like I'm running a business, but then I'm showing up for a program at the same time. So you got to ask yourself that because you could run a program, 
that don't mean that you necessarily have the know-how or the will to manage a board of directors and understand what it's like to have to split a decision between seven people. It's not mm-hmm. just about you and what you want to do. It's you about... Yeah, 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 yeah. have a board of directors, yeah. Um, but yeah, to answer that, it does take some money. It doesn't take a ton of money. Like, if there's anything that you want, just like if you want some Yeezys, you're going to come up with that three, $400, <laughs> come up with that couple of hundred dollars. You want to buy that car or move into that particular apartment, whatever okay. it might be, buy a house, you're going to come up with that five mm-hmm. stacks, 10 stacks for anything that you want to do. So when it comes to this, <laughs> when it comes to this, um, the investment to me is just choosing what you want to do. That's that's it. That's all. Rats, I'm gonna let you go in and take care. Cause this is a ladies' episode. I just want to hit him in the head one time. This <laughs> a ladies' episode. Why? Cause you're the only dude. Yeah, and I got salmon on. But go ahead. Wow, that's peach. <laughs> hey, let me live. You have one peach, <laughs> but okay, we're going to let you live. So, you know, he been putting y'all on the spot, so I'm going to give y'all a break. But I'm going to put you on the spot, Midge, and put you on the spot, <laughs> put you on the spot. So what I want to know is, you are part of Treehouse Project, but how do you incorporate your photography and your visionaries into Treehouse Project, into mentoring the young girls or the young youth that y'all have at Treehouse? All right. Um, I don't only stay behind the camera. Uh, the, last, the last event, I actually was Okay. So I don't mind talking. I don't mind stepping up because it's my everyday process because I work as a videographer teacher in the school system. Okay. So I do the same thing on a regular basis. So I want to talk. I want to get my phone. I want to see where these kids coming from, too. But, um, oh, crap. Lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a regular everyday process, but also, prime example, she had this young man right now by the name of Jaden. And then also her niece. Her niece was trying to be a part of my, proje- uh, my program a couple years ago. But uh, we had a we had to sit it back. We had to put it back. But um, I can come in and show them these skills. Okay. And they can actually be the videographer or the photographer. Okay. The and I actually sit in the background, help them. I bring actually bring okay. an extra camera. I don't I don't be like no. You gonna channel me or you gonna watch my camera? I bring the camera for, that I bring for my youth kids. Mm-hmm. I bring them in so they can get their hands wet. Okay. Like, oh, you got this lens in that bag. You got another lens. You can do this with it. Have a tutorial with them in the back corner. Go help them and support them. Just like I do my kids on a regular shoot, just like that. And then other things like um, I want to do upcoming is like come teach an actual video class because it's not really about video. Video is the last thing I really care about when I'm teaching the kids. It's okay. About the messages that they putting out so we can have a video class where they doing PSAs or skits about problems in the community or problems that they face every day in their everyday life as a teenager or as a young Okay, girl. okay. And we just put it in video perspective. Ah, I like that. I like Thank that. You. And that's just the program that you said that you have. That's what your program is basically based about. You just giving kids a skill to do something different in life. Let, let, let that voice be heard. It's okay. Yeah. All right. All so right. That's how I come in handy with with uh, Treehouse Project. She already got the girls, and I can say, "Hey, Shalise, I want to do this, and I want to do that." She's like, "All right, come on, girl, let's get it done." All right. Like, that's, that's how she operates. That's how it works. So it's a great, it's a great, it's a great thing. Y'all, I feel like y'all like working with her. Of course. <laughs> with. There you go. I was looking like, come on now. Working with. My question to piggyback off my amazing co-host here. Me, me, me. With you giving people a different opportunity, and I want to say it's a trade, but it's a different way of looking at things that you don't always have to be in front of the camera to get the limelight because none of that light is shown until you get the camera. So I think it's really dope that you are given that opportunity to see life through a different lens. You see what I did there? Oh, my God. <laughs> see life through a different lens. And that's dope that you actually offer those services. I appreciate it. What did y'all do during the whole COVID thing? Though? Virtual. Virtual, yep. That's, that's what I was about to say. Virtual, Virtual. services. Um, we were still meeting up, though. Because one of the things about our program, what we realized like when we came back and talked as like mentors and when uh, talking with the board, one of the main things that people come to Treehouse Project for, what I realize, is like a hug. So it's like when they show up for the program, people hugging, saying what's up, you know, just embracing each other, being in our in each other's space. 
and the conversations that we have are so intimate that it's difficult to have those conversations when a kid is at home on Zoom in the living room mm-hmm. and people are around. I had one young girl used to go shut the door to her room and go under her bed mm-hmm. and set the laptop up under the bed because that was the most privacy that she was going to get to be able to engage in the conversation. Um, so we did it. We made it through because we wanted to keep that connection. But we still was like, you know what? Put your mask on. We going to put this hand sanitizer on, wash your hands. We going to yeah. still get together socially distanced. We had to like pivot and be creative. So I made smaller cohorts. On a, a, a good day at Treehouse Project, you could catch 40, 45 kids Jeez. in one okay. We had to take that down to like six. Like, all right, we going to yeah. do... Six on this day, we're going to take some on a trip on that day. We're going to do this and do that. Um, but we just had to pivot because we still had to do what we had to do. So, yeah, so y'all, y'all, did y'all feel like the workload increased or decreased with COVID? Because you didn't have to do the in-person with so many people. It increased in a way um, because every like we all had to be creative. So, it's like we entered into a space that we had never known before, which I'm, it's like some things about the pandemic, um, I'm kind of grateful for, like, despite the fact that, like, of course, lives were lost and, you know, people may have lost their jobs and things like that. But I feel like it put a lot of entrepreneurs and business people into a really creative space that now you have multiple ways to run your business. So being able to, like, fully transition to virtual or having a hybrid and for me, I run multiple youth programs. So Treehouse Project, I'm an executive director over here, but I'm also a director of youth programming for No Boundaries Coalition, also providing PRP services. You sleep? I sleep good because I'm doing stuff that I love to do. Like, I hate to, like... Ooh, if I was still working at KFC, I don't know. That's when I'm not getting no sleep. That's when I wasn't getting sleep. Now I sleep real good at night knowing that I was able to um, get up and do things that I was really passionate about. Um, I remember telling somebody, like, I don't even, I don't know sometimes what jobs I'm getting paid for and which ones I'm not getting paid for. Or I'm not even checking to see what's payday because I'm just doing what I love to do. Now, do I be getting paid? Yeah. Yeah. Topics up, y'all. It's a simmer. What is it? The simmer is you know I'm still you my favorite. Cause he's spicy, so a simmer, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a simmer don't even sound right when he's spicy. Like, a simmer don't even exist. Yeah. If it wasn't the treehouse project, right? Let's let's get this completely out the way. Would you? What is your desire right now? Yeah. So. I mean, definitely helping out. Uh, but my desire, my passion, I have a lot of passions. Um, but I'm working on uh, my construction company. Uh, so I want to develop my own construction business. But my construction business is 
definitely going to my construction company. I'm sorry. It's going to definitely give back to Baltimore. It's not going to be based here because it's too expensive to have a construction company here in Baltimore. You take it away from this. Listen, hold on. Hold on, because... She said she was giving back. It cannot be in Maryland because it's too expensive to have a business here. But I want my business to be able to train people. So that's why I want it to be somewhere else so it can be cheaper, though I want to be able to pay for everybody's... So when I was in construction, not everything I did, like my traveling, was paid for. So I didn't pay for anything you to travel in construction. for six years. So I want my construction company to give back. So I want to be able to like we're giving to do a rage room with uh so I want my program to be able to outreach high schoolers so they can come and do my demolition work. So they won't have that ooh, that that anger in high school. It's the youth one, it's okay, it's used to that. <laughs> <laughs> they can come and work that anger out. That's they a can dope come. idea. I want my right, exactly. Uh, my training program. They'll be able to what, like in field training. They'll be coming to build all of these trash houses we have that's just sitting here doing nothing. My training program will be coming to build these houses up so that we can actually do something with them. Actually, putting markets and transitional housing. Actually, having homeless shelter programs and things like that, building Baltimore back up because we're not doing anything but putting speed cameras up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, exactly. We the they had to put the speed camera on eighty three to stress me out. But yet, those twelve o'clock boys or whatever have nowhere for them to actually do anything. Like, mm-hmm. but but. I want to actually put my, so that's why I don't want it to be here because the money, I would be putting so much money in trying to actually make my business afloat here than to actually be able to support my employees. I want my employees to have the money in their pocket rather than trying to support my business. So that's why I want it to be elsewhere so that I can actually focus on putting the money into my employees' pockets and actually supporting Baltimore because it's, I don't know what, excuse me, Mayor Brandon, I don't know what you're doing, but you're not doing anything but putting money in your pocket, okay? So. But I mean, do y'all feel like that's normally how, especially having yes. a nonprofit, that's normally how things go here. Yes, so that's why, you know, I'm just, I'm just working on my, my passion. My yeah, passion is how me somebody that was out here on the roof. Oh, yes. Roofing, I've done. Plumbing, I've done. Oh, yeah. oh! So construction is definitely my passion, but helping out is my passion as well. So mm-hmm. I want to, yeah. So wait on it. I'm, I'm coming. What's your passion? Um, I'm already in mines. Honestly, my calling is teaching the youth and giving back and just. I face my facing my traumas and learning to heal from them. Since I'm learning to heal from them, I'm just passing it down to the youth. Whatever yeah. I learned, so I'm doing what I want to do. Well, everybody here living in their truth. Yeah. Do you feel like if you it wasn't be, you be beautiful. you've been out here being camp leaders and all like <laughs> do you feel like if it wasn't this, what are you passionate about? To be honest, I really think one of the things I'm gonna end up doing is being a radio personality. Where does personality at? Is, is, that's one of the okay. things that I wanna do, but um I wanna do I wanna have like a show that really cause all of the the hands-on work is cool, but I know, like, at some point, I'm going to want to do something where I can sit down and create more platforms like what we're on right now, um, but something that really just focuses on this. Like, I can't say that I'm some, like, I know all of the radio shows or all of the um, podcasts. <laughs> it's too many. Um, but I know that in the avenue that I would like to get in, I would like to focus on putting a highlight on organizations, community work. Um, and opportunities for like so you want to hey Brax this is one time the, the woman who clearly says she gets sleep so she wants her next passion to be radio hosting and okay. I was trying to figure out right with everything she got going on the six nonprofits, being a mom you want to be on a radio too yeah why I, she can't be on the radio she can be I'm like I, I'm inspired I want to be like you that's funny. And I want to be like you. Oh, okay. <laughs> switch. I want to help out the kids. Switch out for a day. Switch out for a day. 
my question to y'all right now, all men, women, and all that, especially because I told you I was going to come back to you. Do you think that mental health thing gets abused? Yes. Yes. Because at some point, right? Yeah, mental health is real. kind of hard to dispute that. But that sometimes nowadays becomes an escape goal. Yeah. So definitely. you can do anything wild and be like, oh, it's my mental health. Yeah. At some point, is there a point in that community to be like, come on now. You got to chill out. Yeah, right. definitely. But definitely. you can always, you can't tell somebody they don't have a mental health yeah, issue. Yeah. So how do y'all blur those lines when people come to you or tell you stories? Like, oh, you was just wild. No, you actually do have a mental health this type of scenario. This is what everybody. Okay. So for me, uh, I always check myself. Uh, or if somebody else comes to me, I'm, I'm like, so are, did, you, did you really mean that? Or are you really working on yourself? Like, I, I definitely understand, like, you are, you have your, your mental health. But if you really not working on yourself, you really can't use that as your excuse. Because, like I said, I, I'm, I'm really working on myself. So I take my medication. I'm going to therapy. I'm actually in group therapy as well. So I'm really working on myself. So if I actually have a moment, is because something triggered me. If you're out here and you're just wilding and you're not in therapy, you're not taking your medicine, you're not actually trying, you're just wilding out because you're wilding out. That, you, give, you, you give me something different because people that I know take medication mm-hmm. for whatever their situation is, they give me that when I talk to them. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like themselves. Mm-hmm. So for you, do you feel like you're yourself on it, or do you feel like you're more yourself? You have to. Off of it? Uh, so it, it took me a while. Like I definitely had to go through medicines before I found the one that works for me. You have to go mm-hmm. through. Yeah. You have to find the one that works for you, and it's scary. Yeah, because they all don't work. So because the mental breakdown that I went through, I was on the medicine, and I was good for a while, and I was and I was drinking, and it didn't mix well. I take that on the bottle. Yeah, it? yeah. But the medicine that I'm on now, I can drink on it. Now I'm not saying that I'm getting wild with it. I'm not taking shots and throwing back, but I can have me a glass of wine and I know that I'm not getting ready to be, but I'm not saying that, you know, you, you it's just you have to know your limits. You know, you have to you just can't. So I know that that medicine also at the time, it was only so I have anxiety, depression, I have a mood disorder, and I suffer from PTSD. So at the time, I was only taking an antidepressant. I wasn't taking a mood, dis- a mood stabilizer and an antidepressant. So that's what I had to figure out, that I needed both of those and not just an antidepressant. So you have to figure out what works for your body. I feel amazing. It took me 15 years to stop feeling like I didn't want to be here. So I feel amazing now. Shout out to that. Shout yes. out to the vodka and everything else. Not shout out to the vodka. Not shout out. Fresh. I'm a Jameson fan. Okay. Okay. Whiskey. I seen you. What was her name that we was about to have decorate with us? Confident Creations. Oh yeah, Keyshawn. That's when I first seen you. It was you, it was mm-hmm. her, and it was one other woman. I think it was a Creshawn event that she was having. Was it on like an Instagram live yeah. or something? No, it was a, a picture she posted. Oh, a picture, okay. And when okay. I seen y'all, I was like, oh, we got Creshawn out the way. I wanted <laughs> you for a while. And so when this finally actually happened, I, and me and you talk, first of all, Brax don't know. When me and you talk, she ran it down to me, bullet, 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 bullet. And I was like, God damn, I it was like an 8 a.m. phone call. I was like, all right, well, sure, sure, sure. Then she sent me, she's like, oh, yeah, and I want you on this phone call. I was like, yes, ma'am. I'll, I'll be on this phone call at 5 o'clock. Like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I would just like to commend, uh, congratulate you on, first of all, that you run your business very seriously. But then you do have this lively personality where you can be fun. And you're a little stern with the kids. I see. So how do you manage and balance all of these things. Um, black girl to be magic, honest, black yeah, we can call black it that. girl but magic. I also have created like a space for myself 
to be able to cry. Like, I don't talk about that all the time, but like, I'm like a crier. Like, when I get emotional, yeah, when I get emotional, like, I cry and like, I need to, you know, go somewhere to a place of peace. But like, I go in my room at night, I listen, I listen to a lot of, um, like sad love songs. I don't look. This just how I cope. This how I deal with it. This is what I do. Y'all want to know how I balance it? I sit in my room at night. I turn on the music. Like even you know, if you follow me on Instagram, y'all know I be posting my little videos with my songs, like getting into it. But that's what I do. Like I decompress. I sit there. I listen to music. I allow myself to feel. I'm honest about my feelings and whether I need to cry. You know, I have my little little drink on the side. You know, whatever. I just I chill. That's why when you say, like, do you get sleep? Yes. I'm in the bed at 9 o'clock. See, I don't do a whole lot of... I could probably use a little more social time. But um, I decompress. And then I get up, and I know what I got to do. And I always tell people, Google Calendar is, like, your best friend. So if it's not on my Google Calendar... I'm not doing it. So, because when you have the schedule, things get done. When you have the schedule, I was at you calendar and like when we got off that phone call. (laughs) By the time we hung up, by the time we hung up, it's done. So, if it don't go on my calendar, it's not happening. And that's how I balance it. Like, I know my kids' schedule, everything in my life has to operate around what I have to do for my kids. And if it don't fit, I can't do it. I asked you earlier, is this going to be a smoke-free environment? Because I'm going to have my kids. And if it really boiled down to it and I can't be in a space, that's my balance. Like, I know my boundaries and I stick to them. She thought it was Bobby in some spaces i didn't walked up in the studio space. and they handed me a blunt and uh and i'm like no nah. and it's not <laughs> like i look down on it it's just it's not really something that i indulge in so yeah you gotta you gotta know i feel like when you run a business you gotta know what things you can and get cannot do with certain people that you have on like if you know that this person is clearly evident that this is what they do, all right, you going to come on, we're going to have some drinks. We got the alcohol for you. That's what you want to do. But if you come on, you're like, no, I need a nice smoke-free environment. I need this, that, and that. We want you on our show, so we're going to supply you with those things. We ain't never spoken on the show anywhere. Have we? No, we haven't. Yes. <laughs> but go ahead, Brax, because I, I got questions for, uh, you know, they, they bought merch in. I ain't get a hat. She ain't asked for cash out. I was looking at that hat. That hat is nice. Yeah, I mean, I know I got my bun on, and it's not. I'm about to say, because the bun, I know I got the bun on, but the hat, yeah, 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 I yeah. like hats. I know they I had can wear a hat. I didn't know this was how the project they was running. <laughs> I Let's seen a T-shirt too, you know. I mean, they got talked about it. Well, like everything. That. Oh, that's what we here for. Yes, follow us on. Um, well, go to our website, trailsprojectinc.org. Get your merch. Get all that merch. Get the hoodies. Get the hats. Get the colors. Get the flavors. Shalise, correct? Shalise. So Shalise, and we're gonna go down the line. And Brax, I want you to answer this too. Who? Who? Who are you when the lights go? Because we know you as a mom. We know you mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur. We know you as that. But when those lights are gone and you are by yourself, mm-hmm. who are you? I'm really <laughs> silly. I'm just silly. Like, I just... It's like, I be serious in the, like when I'm doing stuff, but mm-hmm. I also be, like, laughing and stuff, like, to myself. But when everything goes away, I just... I'm like a... I laugh at everything. Like, I make videos. Like, I don't be posting them on my social media like that. But like, I make like stupid, silly dance videos. Me and my kids, something like that, something like that. But that's that's me. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm a little bit of the same, but just a little more silly. Like where I'm not gonna be right now. Just she she on she on balls move. She out there, but she she still right there. And how about you? I'm like, who is? What you be doing? Yeah, when the lights go out and, and the mental health good, everything good. Who are you? I just be vibing. So I'm definitely a smoker. I smoke. I brew me up something, and I just be chilling. I watch. I'm a Disney fan. Like you, Brax. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I just be. I just be chilling. I'm a Disney fan. Best Disney movie you ever go. Lion King. Oh, why? Right. I just like <laughs> Lion King. Oh, you said it like that was your first time watching it. 
Oh, it was like my 10th. Every time is like the first time. <laughs> oh, all of them. All of them. Uh, for real, I'm, I'm, I'm a silly person. I'm always geeking. Um, but I definitely can say that, like I said, I'm, I'm really just finding my new self right now. Oh, my new self. All right, come on. You the flower. <laughs> <laughs> when the lights go when off. When the lights go off, let's mm. see. Um, I play too damn much. I'm playful as hell. Sometimes I don't know when to stop. I'm very playful. I like to see people smile. So mm. I just, if I say I know you're having a bad day, I'm definitely about to get on your nerves. Mm. I'm an agitator, but it's all for a good cause. Um, mm. Then I got my times. So I'm just really chilled and vibe. Just want to chill with my candle, have my wine, and watch whatever show I'm feeling, listen to my good music. What, 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 what wine is that? See, you know. lately I've been doing Bartonor, but I like a good red wine. I'm trying oh, to find me a new nice red wine. Oh, yeah, mm. sparkling? Yeah. I'm not yeah. even yeah. grown enough to know my wines. I, I had to. You see, look. I had to, yo. I got stomach issues, so it sent me down. I was partying too early. That camera got me in a lot of places early. So I am partying more early. And it shut my stomach down real early. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I started learning the wines. Okay. I want to learn wines. And, and Brax, come on, what about you? I be, I be chilling. I be chilling. Oh. Everybody, anybody that knows me, knows me. Like, I be chilling. I am just chill. Like you said, I smoke my little smoke. I roll up. I sit back. I play my little music. I relax. I be chilling. I am a goofy, though. Like, my TikTok, it's not only me. Y'all ain't never going to see it. But my TikTok is it's crazy. I be geeking on my TikTok. Like you said, I be on TikTok trying to get a little dance. Yeah, like, that's- TikTok, I be geeking on TikTok. Like, but that's, I be in the house, though. Y'all ain't never going to see it, though. <laughs> Do y'all feel like now, right? How, first of all, because I feel like I'm, I am I feel like, no. I feel like you need to answer that question, too. What I do when I'm not here? Yeah. Who you when the lights on? What it's look like? Oh, come on now. I, I'm transitioning into, you know, being a full-time daddy. Uh, okay. So when we're not doing that, who am I? I'm this person. You know me. I'm goofy. I, <laughs> I, I'm too dimple in the I, it is no cutoff for me. My regular life just yeah. He out. like like this twenty five. He like retarded all day long. Yeah, like all day long. Yeah, like all day long. But you you get you get accustomed to it, <laughs> bro. You don't have no choice. <laughs> you don't you don't cut it off. You don't have no choice. I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know how. For real, he like you said. You play too much. He played too much. <laughs> too much. Yeah, At least you can be like, you know what? All right, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to be done. Yeah, I'm a he going to keep going. going. He going to keep going. What do y'all see next for y'all individually? I'll answer first this time. Um, I'm in a place of healing. I uh, lost my brother last year, so I'm getting through that. Um, in the process of getting back to myself, like really, really finding out, really realizing what it is I want to do. I know that I want to continue teaching the kids. All right, what's the next notch up from teaching the kids? Like, where I want to go with it next? Um, I got some personal goals I want to accomplish. Definitely want to tap into my mental health. So the next part is just really, I'll be 30 next month. So I'll make sure before 30, I'll make sure that's what I'm really tapped in on. That's, that's where my focus is really at. Anybody here almost in their 30s or Ooh. their 30s? I just turned 26 February. And you're the youngest. Yeah! I'm 28. I'm 28. Oh, you... <laughs> <laughs> Me and her on the same train. Next month, I see 30. Yeah, I see 30. I'm an Aries, though. Yeah, the 16th. Yeah, I'm the 16th, but I see 30 next month. Woo! Uh, I guess I got to ask you. How does it feel... Being in your thirties, is it still the same? I feel like I'm I'm coming up on a rise. Like thirty is like I feel like I'm in that place where like I can be grown. Like I'm grown. Yo, you grown and, at thirty? Yeah, like at thirty. <laughs> it's like but being thirty and like having your shit together is mm. a little different than being thirty and like. But not not like I'm looking down on anybody who don't. You know, you still working on it because life is all about you know progression, no matter where you are. But for me. Being 30. Oh, baby girl, you got some, you can just talk. What's up, my Can you want your sister? Thank you. She said, I hear y'all, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm gonna need that. I got it, <laughs> But I'm hon
five because then my kids oh. are gonna be old enough to like be in the house. She said, I'm going outside. I'm going outside. Y'all going outside. Y'all fed, y'all ate back. Y'all old enough. Don't turn the oven on. Don't open the door. We got the microwave raviolis right here. There you go. You know? I ain't gonna be nowhere but downtown. I mean, you know, I'm just going down South Point for a while. You charge it. Everything charged up. Mm-hmm. What would your advice, Brax? You starting first. What's your advice be to your younger self? Everybody approaching 30. Except for, you know, the newly 26. <laughs> <laughs> to my younger self? Mm. Whatever. It could be something goofy. Could be whatever you want. What would it be? Um, To my younger self. What do I got to say to my younger self? I'm gonna give it a good age. Let's say, let's say. Mm. Yeah, pick an age. Let's say pick 16, age. 17. Ooh. Ooh. Damn, I got a lot of advice. Ooh, child. You was at the Parkville High School, Lisa. Yeah, mom. I knew you looked familiar, and I was like, I think she went to school with me, but I think she a little older than me, but I can't remember, so <laughs> yeah, I ain't want to put you on the spot and be like, we went to school together and be wrong. So I was like, no, I'm not even going to ask, but yeah, I'm mm, sick. And see, you went to Puffo, so you know Puffo. Mm. Um, <laughs> no, Puffo was, was cool with me. I was on my little stroll. See, Puffo, I mean, Puffo was a good school. But by the time I got there, it was very much way more mixed and integrated than mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was like a little a city school in the county. Like, it, was. it definitely was. And, and you know, I had my group of friends and, you know, we thought we... Oh, we was acting a fool or whatever. <laughs> so my younger self, I would say, I would say stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. I would say stay true to yourself. Because I got in a lot of shit. But was you true to yourself? Mm, some, sometimes I was more true to my friends. Okay. That's why I say stay true to yourself. Because... You got, I'm thinking back, I'm 16, 17, I got my group of friends and they know who I am and everything, but at the same time, I'm still learning who I am. So when I learn something different about myself, I'm not necessarily trying to portray that because I've realized, well, we all are similar because of this reason. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to step out that box even though I'm learning something different. So I can definitely say, stay true to yourself, don't dim your light and things like that. Like I would just, I would stay more true to myself. That's all. That's what I would say. Yeah. All right. I'm on now. 16, 17. What you telling yourself? I was outside having fun. Because when you had them on Instagram or not? No, I was having fun with the camera. See, the camera got me out. I told y'all. Oh, so you've been doing this camera thing early. Yeah. Since 10th grade. I definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I was calling in. So I would tell my, I actually would tell my 16, 17 self, don't be afraid to be who you are. Be your true self. Like, basically picking back off what she said. Like, be your true self. Because I was hiding a lot of parts of myself that I wasn't letting people see, not knowing that, damn, they some of the best parts of it, you know? <laughs> so, it's like that. Like, I should have been showing a little bit more, a little bit early. But uh, that's one thing I would say. Be true. To, uh, yeah, show who you truly are. Uh, come on now. I'm 26. I know 17 ain't that far from you, but. <laughs> he just, he's telling he's you always going to do a lot in high school. I was going to do some abuse. Mm. So I would say stay focused and maybe actually try to look for a mentoring program because I was looking for love and yeah. You always been pulling my strings, guy. Damn. <laughs> and how about you? I don't know. I was kind of cool, so I don't know. Maybe save a little bit more money for my first car instead of buying that ninety-three Honda. Everybody had the Honda. I don't know, because I ain't got much to say to myself. She was on the verge of starting a treehouse project. So she was the stuff that I was going through. Like, it, it, I wouldn't even be here. Yeah, like, just do. Keep going. Maybe the one time the girl snuck me out, if I could talk to myself, I'd let her know, like, look. It was coming. She, gonna, she, she, gonna, she jumped over the over my back and hit me in the eye. Now, if I would have known that, I would have been turned the other way so I could see it coming. So if I could go back, I'd have gave myself a couple little... She said, turn around. 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 Turn around.
I'll say, mm, how deep I want to go? How deep I want to go? I can, I can, you want me to go deep? Mm-hmm. All right, boom. So, this is our second time bringing this up. It's the first time I did. And I would say, if I had to tell myself anything, it would be to don't let the molestation get the best of you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, I would say, keep the, the you know, the physical activity to a minimal. Mm-hmm. I would say that definitely caught me in a lot of that. Lot of stuff early, trying to hang out with the wrong people. Some of them people ain't here no more. You know, life happens. But yeah, I'm definitely telling myself just enjoy the process. Don't gotta you ain't gotta grow up too fast. So I would definitely tell myself that, and I would tell myself what you were saying. Hey, if I knew what I knew now, some of the dopest parts of me I was just not showing yeah. people. If I was just like, you know what? If you don't just let this personality jump out there and stop playing. I would, I would definitely do that because you know, changing a little thing can make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just say that out loud. Yeah, yeah. 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 You pointing yeah. at that or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would definitely tell myself that. But before we get out of here, tell people one more time where they can find you. All of you. All right, y'all can find me on Instagram at Shalice Williams and at Treehouse Project Inc. Visit our website at treehouseprojectinc.org. And that's about it. Uh, you can find me at on Instagram, on Facebook at Diamond Myers, or on Instagram at Lord Myers. Um, and I'm always going to be at a Treehouse Project event, workshop, always, always, always. Um, you can find me on Instagram and also YouTube, Midget Productions, M-I-D-3-T, Productions with a Z. And then also on the Instagram, you can find a link to the Youth Whisper page. Can people book you? Of course. Well, she said, stop, stop, stop. Do all and videos. All videos. And Brax, where can people find you? Because you don't, she don't even tell me how we name them. We want the TikTok. Right. I mean, <laughs> we want the, TikTok. the TikTok is private, y'all. Y'all already know. But follow me on Instagram at the High Headed Aries, because you know that's where you find everything. Vibes Podcast, and you know, follow Vibes Podcast and Vibes Podcast. Thank you for the plug, and uh, I want to say thank you for uh, one showing out and uh, coming through. I definitely like your organization, as I said on the uh, the call. Anything that we can do. For Fundraising, putting money into situations. We are definitely, you know, you, you caught my I'm attention. my language. Yeah, definitely, you know, we definitely going to be working together in the future because we you definitely had some off-air conversations that I'm passionate about. Uh, and thank you for introducing these two. Of course. We're going to need you. Oh, yeah. She, she already put me in the line with something. And you right here, you guys, you got a talent that I want to tap into. So thank you for networking and bringing these people, you know, on. And shout out to the kids. Thank y'all you ain't got to say y'all names. Y'all want to shout out to y'all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah man, this has been another day. There you go. Yeah, I see that cute man. episode of the Vibes Podcast. Look, look, look. He just like his mom. This is the Vibes Podcast. And catch us on the next one. We out. It's a vibe. It's a vibe.